In the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. I declare before you all that my whole life, whether it be long or short, shall be devoted to your service and the service of our great imperial family to which we all belong. Queen Elizabeth II, on her 21st birthday, five years before acceding the throne. Today, our fellow citizens, our way of life, our very freedom came under attack in a series of deliberate and deadly terrorist acts. America was targeted for attack because we're the brightest beacon for freedom and opportunity in the world, and no one will keep that light from shining. President George W. Bush, from his speech to the nation on September 11, 2001. Today we hear both these sets of remarks and we feel a sense of loss. Loss of life, loss of a peaceful world, loss of economic stability, loss of what was. A loss of opportunity for something the world had hoped for, a, a better world, a world where we might have dreamed new dreams together, where people of all cultures and races and orientations and identities, where everyone ultimately could see how they belong, right here, in this world, right now. Loss brings up all sorts of things. Every time I officiate a memorial service here at Trinity, I always start thinking to myself in the middle of the service about my own life. And I often ask myself a couple of questions. What do you need to do differently in life? What can you learn from the events of this day and do something differently in the future? Sometimes I have answers and sometimes I don't. Losing something or someone causes grief, distress, anxiety, quite possibly fear. Every person in the world shares this experience in one way or another. Jesus knew this and uses it in today's parable, kind of a double parable of sorts. First, we have a, a person who owns a lot of sheep and one goes missing. Then we have a woman who has 10 coins, but loses one. Both have a sense of loss. Both go into overdrive to resolve their loss. And in these stories, both find what they're looking for and joy results. Big deal, we might say. The two people got lucky. After all, it's just a story, right? But in every parable, there are many other meanings rather than just the one that we see on the surface. Jesus does this as he teaches to flip our common understandings of the everyday and turn them into a new way where we, we see something different, where we can take a peek into the life of the kingdom of God and see something new. So the last sentence of our passage of our gospel reading today gives us something entirely new to think about when Jesus is quoted as saying, just so I tell you, 
There is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Obviously, this is a direct reply to the people at the beginning of the story who are pointing fingers at Jesus about who Jesus is and who he's hanging out with. But there's a bit more. Jesus tells these stories of loss because he is hoping we find something new, perhaps something new in our community or maybe in our lives or the way we live or something within ourselves. Those questions that always come up at memorial services, what do you need to do differently in life? What can you learn from the events of this day and do them differently in the future? And herein lies our work. Part of what we don't always see or perceive is that we, at times, might be the lost ones. Not because we need to think of ourselves as people cast into outer darkness, but rather we're not really tracking what God is up to. We're doing our own thing. And we're not really finding the fulfillment that we're looking for. Maybe we're not finding happiness or joy or love like we want to either. Maybe we're just sleepwalking in life. Could be anything. But there are plenty of times that all of us don't track alongside how God is actually working in us to do more than what we can ask for or imagine, even at times when we might not actually be looking for God at all. As the Anglican writer Lancelot Andrews, now that's a very English name if I've ever heard one, Lancelot Andrews on Easter Sunday in 1620 said this in a sermon when he refers to God. He says, he is found of them that seeks him not, but of them that seek him never but found. I'll repeat that. He is found of them that seeks him not, but of them that seek him, never but found. The puzzling language of this, I believe, is very much on purpose. Because essentially what he's saying to his audience at the time is that even when we don't look for God, God is looking for us. God is searching for us in the same way that God sought out Adam in the Garden of Eden in the evening during the cool of the day. And God wanders the garden looking for Adam and he actually eventually has to speak. And God speaks and says, where are you? God looks for us regardless of how we look for God or not. And it never stops in the same way that that sheep owner looks out for one out of the 99 that goes missing, or as a woman who loses that valuable coin, God never stops having a desire to find us and for us to be found by God. It's a cycle for God's dreams for us that tracks along everything we do. We are constantly being searched for by God. Are we doing the same? The sense of loss today, because of memories of world events, might be great. But what Jesus tells us is that even when there is a great deal of grief, heartache, depression, anxiety, fear, or even apathy, 
The reality is, is that God is still looking for us. And when we realize that we are being sought after, when we realize that our first great love, who loved us into creation, when we know that that great love is there looking out for us on a daily basis, once we can acknowledge or see or feel or somehow experience this, the end result is ultimately always joy. I'm not saying that our feelings of loss today may not be real. Of course they're real and we have to feel them. I'm not saying we need to overlook the trials and challenges of what's going on in our world either. If anything, we need to model those in this parable and go searching. Going searching into the world for solutions to all of the major problems. Searching for resolutions for a more peaceful world. Searching for the kingdom of God. Seeking it out for all people everywhere so that they can be a part of it. For everyone to know that they belong. Yes. We know we're compelled to do this. Every time we celebrate baptism, we always say that we strive for justice and peace for everyone, and that we seek and serve Christ in all persons. That is a fundamental tenet of who we are. God seeks us, we seek God, and joy results. But on this September 11th, our gospel invites us to ask those fundamental questions about what's real and what's important in our lives. What do you need to do differently in life? What can you learn from the events of today and do something differently in the future? And when we ask those and seek out those questions, we'll not only experience new perceptions of God, but we'll also begin to know through our prayers, through our reflections, through our life experience, that God is also seeking us out. And that realization will bring us a new belonging and a new blessing that we have never ever knew was possible. There's a journey, a journey for each one of us. There's an invitation to go out, to seek to begin the most comprehensive and exhaustive search effort for God and the kingdom of God that we've ever done in our lives. And to go along with that, my prayer is for all of us to know how hard God is searching for us each and every day and how truly blessed we are to have that kind of great love who loved us into our very existence, looking out for us and searching us out in all that we are and all that we do. What is lost is always found, sometimes by us, always by God. That brings me joy. And I hope it does for you too.